Upon entering the apartment, she'd turned on her recorder before stepping into the bedroom. Now she stood a moment. A tall, slim woman with short, tousled brown hair, with long-lidded eyes of gilded brown, cop-flat in her angular face. Yeah, they'd had some dealings, she thought now, and she hadn't had a modicum of liking for the victim but it appeared she and Peabody would be spending the last days of the year standing for the once high-powered defense attorney who'd had, to Eve's mind, the ethics of a rattlesnake. Let's verify ID, Peabody, and keep every step of this strict on procedure. With a nod, Peabody took off her pink leather coat, Eve's Christmas gift, set it carefully aside before she pulled her identipad from her field kit. With her striped pink pom-pom hat still over her flip of dark hair, she approached the body. Victim is identified as Leonore Bastwick of this address. Cause of death looks pretty straightforward. Strangulation. Probably a wire garrote, but the M.E. will confirm. Get time of death. Again, Peabody dug into her field kit. She worked the gauges, angled, as she read Eve's unspoken order, so the record would pick up everything. T.O.D. 1833. No sign of struggle. No visible defensive wounds or other injuries. No sign, at a glance, of forced entry. The Vic's fully dressed, and there's plenty of easily transported valuables sitting out. It doesn't read sexual assault or burglary. It reads straight murder. Peabody lifted her gaze to the message on the wall. Literally reads. Yeah. Security disks may tell a different tale, but it looks like the Vic opened the door. Someone she knew, or thought she knew. Her killer disabled her. Note to M.E. to put priority on talk screens. Check body for any marks from a stunner or pressure syringe, or forced her back here. Places like this have excellent soundproofing, so she could have shouted for help, screamed, and it's not likely anyone heard. No sign on her wrists, her ankles, that the killer used restraints. Eve approached the body now, examined the head, lifted it up to check the back of the skull. No injuries that indicate blunt force trauma. She reached into her own field kit for micro-goggles, took a closer look. Abrasion, small contusion. Fell back, hit her head, maybe. Disabled, drugged, or stunned, either when she opened the door, or if she knew the killer, after he was inside. Back here, carrying her or forcing her. The bedding's not even must. The pillows are still stacked up behind her. Lifting one of the hands, she examined the fingers, the nails, under the nails. Clean, no trace here. Nothing to indicate she got a piece of her killer. You're going to struggle if you can when somebody garrots you. So she couldn't struggle. With the micro-goggles still in place, Eve leaned over the crystal dish to examine the severed tongue. It looks pretty clean. Not jagged, not sawed. Probably a thin, sharp blade, maybe a scalpel. Can't talk trash without your tongue. 
Can't defend criminals if you can't talk. This was a little something extra. A symbol, a token. For you, Peabody said. Eve studied the message, coated a layer of ice over that sick thought. Like I said, it reads that way. We butted heads over Jess Barrow a couple years back, and just before that when her partner was killed. She was a hard ass, but she was mostly doing her job, doing it as she saw it. Turning from the body now, Eve walked over into a large and perfectly appointed dressing room. She's got an outfit set out here. Black dress, fancy shoes, underwear, and jewelry to go with it that looks like the real deal. Nothing disturbed. She'd gotten out the wardrobe for her dinner meeting. She moved from there into an elaborate master.